0: Hey there, I'm Meg DeWallaby. And
1: I am Amy Tianyi Zhao. Welcome to The Spark, a podcast that is a continuation of a conversation sparked between us one summer evening in China.
0: We would love for you to join in on the conversation and listen along as we talk about everyday topics, big and small, as two women from two backgrounds, cultures, and countries.
1: Everything starts with The Spark. We all have the power to kindle a spark that makes us realize we are more alike than we are different. Hello. Hello. (laughs) My name is Meg and this is Amy. (laughs) Hello. Hey, hey, hey. the day is finally here. We're recording episode (laughs) one of the Spark podcast. How exciting is that? I know it's crazy I don't even know how to start I know you know what they say with all great stories start at the very beginning (laughs) oh my god it's been a while it's been a while so we met a year ago almost yeah a
0: little bit content like context for the people who don't know what who we
1: are yeah it'll be very helpful why don't we tell the story let's tell the story Amy (laughs) You got no. first, <laughs> okay. I was traveling to China for the first time ever with my boyfriend to meet his family. We had been dating um about a year, and two weeks before we left about, he said we should go to China. And so we went to China. We just hopped on a plane and went, and um, the second night was when I met Amy. And I wasn't technically supposed to meet her because we were supposed to be having dinner with his family, his, his, um, parents and his grandparents. And, um, but Amy's family and her happened to be traveling through town. And so they changed dinner plans and we had dinner with Amy and her family instead. And this is that night. was the first night that I met his parents and also the night that I met Amy and, um, it's pretty incredible to think I feel like I've known you for way more than a year. But oh, that's sweet. It's so true. And so yeah. So I guess Amy, you can share with us like how you ended up to be at that dinner, like from your yeah.
0: perspective. Sure. So for the listeners out there, I am Amy. <laughs> like there are a lot of them <laughs> that, like <laughs> No one. Hi, listeners. I am Amy Tianyi Zhao. Um, I, I don't know. Like now that I think about it, everything happened so naturally that uh, I, it's it, we, we. Me and Megan became friends after that dinner, and we just kept talking since then. Um, that's hence why you're listening to the baby. Um, that we conceived, it just sounds weird from that dinner. Um, yeah. yeah, So I was, um, on a family vacation with my parents and that was our last day. I was told to go to a family dinner, which I wasn't really into because I was born and raised in Beijing. Um, I was in China for more than 18 years uh, until I moved to Shanghai to study. And then I went abroad, so my whole experience like I and I, I was a deep down inside my heart. I was raised in a very traditional Chinese way, which is um parents always see see you like a child. Uh, I think it's the same in every culture, but in China it's just a little bit different in a sense that I'm twenty four year old and I was still taken to family dinners and being introduced as kid. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't really into that because I know it's gonna be another like, comparison and just a lot of pressure so when I was told that my family friend's kid is coming back um and he is bringing his girlfriend and he goes to law school I was so ready for all of the oh he's so good he's so you know better than me I was so ready for all these kind of um Language, not that people will say that directly, but it's more like the the feeling that I was inferior. But w- it was until the moment I saw her, I was like, oh my, she's blonde. That was the first thing came <laughs> up to my mind. I have no idea why. Um, it was really weird. I I um I had a lot of friends from different cultures. Um, because of my very unique college experience, which I will be talking about in a later episode, but, um, meeting her of like American girl in a traditional Chinese family dinner in a small town It's a small, like a smaller city was just something I was totally unexpected. And, um, oh all in a sudden I greeted her and sh- we just hit it off and she knew at that moment that we can become friend. Of course, if you, if she doesn't think that way, that's her thing, but I know that we're going to be friends. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that's how, I think that's how we actually, how we met. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's interesting for listeners out there, but Um, I'm from a very homogeneous country it's sometimes quite difficult like I experienced the double culture shock especially when I come back from studying abroad and seeing someone from the culture that I was studying and living in it's it's just a you know like it's I feel like I, I, I could relate to her more than related to Everyone who was sitting on that table. Um, again, I it has nothing to do with you know I prefer this culture over the other, but it's more like I don't want to be in this in the center of comparison. So I think that was how it started. That's
1: how we met. Yeah, and I, we should mention too that you were speaking of a small a small town in China. And for those who are from China who may be listening, we were in Nanchang at the time. So, and I always thought that was kind of funny because you know, I I'm from a small town in from Oregon, um small town near Astoria and which is about 5,050 people. And then um uh, my boyfriend told me, "Yeah, I'm from a small town too." <laughs> <laughs> and uh in China, yes, Nanchang is a small town of a few million people, but um <laughs> so that that was kind of cool but so that was just like a fun little perspective but yeah from my perspective it was kind of funny because I was when when I first touched down in China everything was a whirlwind at the time I didn't even know anything in Mandarin except for the word thank you and um so I felt like I was just walking around saying thank you all day long and (laughs) which I guess is a good thing but um so when we were on the train and we were traveling to Nanchang, I had heard of this girl named Amy and, (laughs) and how Chang, my boyfriend had told me that um, it'll be so great. She's going to be at dinner. Um, Even though the plans change, it's going to be awesome. You can talk with her. She speaks English. And um, I hadn't heard much English in the past few days at all. And so when I, we walked into the lobby and my, I had just met his parents up in our hotel room and I totally forgot that like, you know, about any of that, that I was told before and I walked down and then I, I met you and I remember shaking your hand and you like started speaking to me in English and my ears were just like, they perked up because they (laughs) weren't used. And I was like, wait, what, what was that? (laughs) And then like, I was like, Oh yeah. Like I remember. And so then we went, yeah. And then after that, we rode in the same car to dinner. Yeah. And that was really cool. Like I just, like you said, like I just, there was something and maybe, well, we've decided that's why our podcast is going to be called the spark, but there definitely was a spark like in the car. I, I was like, I, I just get along with this person a hundred percent like I feel like we're like I just knew even before we had our conversations that we had and everything like that that I just there was something and um so yeah that was no
0: yeah totally yeah I I feel the same way because now that I give it another thought Mm -hmm. I think when I said I relate to you more I think it was because I um It's it's just like I, for the first time in a traditional family dinner, which I love, but you know, there it's good food and good people, but it's my parents and their friends. And it's a very big thing in Asian culture. I'm not sure if it's for all the Asian culture, but at least like where I like, the family household that I'm from, my parents love hanging out with their friends and they yearly bring kids. And by kids, I mean 27 years old, 24 years old. <laughs> um, Yeah. So like, I don't know. That's the awkward part because I know my parents, I will, I love hanging out with them, but when they hang out with their friends who I've barely like, I probably have never met them or once when I was really young and their kids who I only heard about, I felt really lonely and that's the thing because I felt really lonely and I, they feel they can perceive me in their way, but I don't have any friends on the table. My parents feel like they're meeting someone they relate to. And for the most of the time, the parents, the family, friends, kids, are nearly so much better than me or so much or at least they sound like they're so much better than me from because I heard how they growing up yeah and that was my growing up experience it was like I did not meet him before but I have never met him before but I know who he is and I know which school that he goes to yeah. and what achievements he have made. And there's such a weird relation. So I did feel lonely at that table. So that was why um, like s- that spark between me and you really saved me in a sense that, Oh, now I have
1: someone I can talk to, you know? Yes, absolutely. I would say like, same thing for me is that spark saved me that night. Like, not that I, necessarily needed saving, but it was nicer that you were there, you know, and walking into the dinner that we had, it was like my, probably my third meal in China, like traditional meal. And, um, so, and meeting his parents for the first time. And so what's so cool about Amy being there with me was that, culturally I had no I had read up a few things um I guess this story is worth telling as well to foreshadow before I talk about this but when
0: but um just one second before you dive into like the story that you have read uh would you mind just give a little bit description of like what a traditional Chinese dinner is to the people that like who might not know like the setup and everything
1: yeah, so I'll yeah, I'll explain that from my perspective and you can hop in with anything I yeah. may have missed, but that's kind of cool. For sure, so a traditional Chinese dinner um usually takes place in a private room where you're in there with your other dinner guests and there's a big round table with a big round what we call in America a lazy Susan. <laughs> lazy Susan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's called that, but there is a giant lazy Susan in the middle of the table. And then the um it's all it's, honestly, like traditional Chinese meals are all very mysterious to me, honest, because it seems like all of a sudden s- somehow food has immediately been ordered. And I I swear every single time I never hear anybody order anything. And then really? <laughs> to me, like I just maybe it's like I'm paying attention to other things, but that. Yeah. And then all of this food comes in. Amazing food comes in on this. Like they just come in and put it on the lazy Susan and then you spin the lazy Susan around and you just grab different, um, parts of the dishes that you want and put them on your plate and, um, everybody kind of shares and it's kind of cool that way. You kind of get an experience. You get to taste a little bit of everything if you want. And usually there's alcohol involved too, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, Amy, but, like, some of the most traditional, I would say, white liquor is involved. Um, no. yeah. <laughs> not the greatest fan of white liquor. No, I'm never a big fan of drinking. I no. mean, not not
0: my family member or, like, I believe your boyfriend's family, they also don't drink. So... Yeah. It's 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 actually interesting to think that to 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 think about because my family like the closeness between my family and your family make them very comfortable not drinking.
1: Yes, which is nothing. I didn't realize that until just now that you say that because I think yes, that's exactly it. Like I in the other dinners that I've been in before there is like a lot of drinking and it seems like that would be like something that you would rely more heavily on if it is with a group of people who you may not feel as comfortable with. So that's a very interesting thing that I had never even thought about, but wow. Well, and we were drinking, we had some red wine that night. Oh yeah, we did. We did. We did. We had some red wine. Yeah. But yeah. So before I, it was like a couple days before I was to fly out and I went, I was like, you know, I'm going on vacation. Like I, you know, I need to like get myself together. I went and got my nails done. And, um, so I had mentioned at the nail salon that I was going on vacation and they asked me, the woman who was doing my nails was Thai. And she asked me, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going to China. And she said, Oh, she said, why are you going to China? And I said, Well, my boyfriend is taking me to meet his family. And she looks me square in the eyes and stops whatever she's doing. And she looks at me and she said, You know, that means he wants you to be the wife, right? And I was like, Whoa. It's like, well, I wouldn't mind being his wife. Um, I didn't necessarily know that that's what this all meant. So when I got into my car, I started Googling all these things. I'm like, I, I definitely missed something. Like, I need to start doing some more research. And so in that research, I also learned different things about, like, meeting the family, and um, which kind of gave me a little bit of an eye into what the dinner might be like. But... I don't think I would have known, I wouldn't have been able to like totally navigate the entire thing without Amy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cause in that moment she was, we were sitting at the table and she said to me, which made me feel really good. Cause the biggest thing I was worried about is basically I read up in Chinese culture before I went that people don't bring their boyfriend or girlfriend home unless this is the person that they want to be with. And, um, then there's like a process of approval, um, between the family members and the significant other of their child. And so, um, I felt pretty good. I, I all I wanted, I, I wanted his parents to like me so much, you know, because I, I just, yeah. you, you never know, and I was like, I just hope, you know, and given the basis of our relationship too, like me being from America, I was hoping that they were, and what I had heard, what I had heard about them was, was true is that they were more progressive and more open-minded as far as like having their, their kid be with somebody who is not from China. Um, and so that was, that was really cool. But when we were sitting at dinner, Amy, said to me you know this is this is a really good sign and she kind of confirmed things for me <laughs> she said she said they would not bring you to this dinner if in, in front of their friends if they did not approve of you yeah. and that was that was really important for me to hear and it was really important for me to have that explained like in real time without me just googling things on the internet <laughs> but-
0: <laughs> no i mean like that's the way to go because who knows you know and also every family is different I was just I can feel sitting there I can feel the anxiety and I mean I I just really want to I want to be there to help because to some extent I was in the same situation as well like your boyfriend was talking to my family was talking to his family you know so he is like the focus of the night um because we are meeting his family so family, friends, kids, again, like, you know, that's a very big focus. And to some extent, I feel left out as always. And I just really, I feel the anxiety from coming from you. And I really wanted to, at that moment, I was like, you know, I was feeling the exact same thing too. Not only this time, because not only this time, but literally like every time, Mm-hmm. um w- w- especially when kids are getting older and going to family dinner these kind of awkwardness can happen mm-hmm. um so I was really trying to make you feel better because I that make me feel better too um uh, uh, yeah I mean like it's a it's a it's it's mutual beneficial relations um and right. I just wanted to explain it to you and I know that in Chinese culture, I don't feel we that was the moment because when I told you that it's a good sign I just finished typing a message to my boyfriend
1: that's right you should talk Um, about that
0: yeah yeah so my boyfriend (laughs) is a uh, fifth generation Japanese American my family loved him absolutely adored him Um, they met him before and we've been dating for a very long time, almost three years. But due to the lack of opportunity that he goes back to China and my parents also don't come to the States because I was studying here and there were a lot of things going on in my house. So um, the lack of communication between my parents and my boyfriend really led to the lack of exposure of him to Uh, not only my family but also my family friends and um, which was a really difficult situation because um, when I saw Megan was introduced to her boyfriend's family friends which was me I felt very happy for her but I was also a little bit of like thinking to myself when will there be a chance that I can introduce my boyfriend to my family friends and there will be another me like yeah on the table helping him to go through all of these and thinking about first a possibility of that may happen is really thin and second um just it's just it's a, just touched me a little bit uh and I was like I really hope that she could feel better because I hope there would be someone who is doing my role when he was introduced when he Is introduced. So that was why I didn't tell her in the beginning, though. I didn't tell Meg that in the beginning, but I was um, really just there and um, um, thinking, you know, this could be a good chance for us to start something. And little by little, we opened up our conversation. We talked a lot about the differences between Eastern culture and Western culture, or at least how we were brought up differently, feminism, mm-hmm. religious beliefs, family structure, culture. Mm-hmm. We were like in the, our little bubble and everything just started opening up. Um, and that was about the moment when we decided, you know, like, it's a good chance. It's difficult to meet a friend. And yes.
1: now here it is. I know. That's, that's the craziest part is because... And not only did I think we both we both had that like initial like spark when we first met. But then when we started getting into the conversations that we were having around that table and it was like the conversation was endless because after dinner, we went down to tea after dinner and we wanted to keep talking. And then um, I suddenly had to go. But I told Amy, I said, let's meet up again like cuz we were staying at the same hotel and so i said let's let's meet up again we're going to a bar um to meet one of Chang, my boyfriend's other friends and i said you should come you know i i just thought you know how perfect it is we're staying in the same hotel and um so yeah so then we had we were i don't remember exactly what we were talking about at tea but then we suddenly had to stop, and I just remember, like, oh, my goodness, you know, <laughs> this can't end here. Like, we need to keep talking about these things. And so then we uh, – she decided to come out to the bar, and yeah. we were talking there, and that's where we shared the stories about how each of us met our significant others, which is really cool. Those are very quite similar, too, which uh, different elements are. Um, We'll probably, like, get into those on a different episode, but <laughs>
0: – Yeah, that's, like <laughs> just- – really emotional night because um on the one hand it felt like oh we the spark between us was so real and we have to document it but on the other hand each of us was a little bit unsure about how the future is gonna unfold because yeah unfold unfold oh my god again for anyone who doesn't know i English is not my first language so when I get emotional I do not speak it um,
1: <laughs> That's understandable. which is
0: totally cool I mean for anyone who's out there who's afraid of speaking English I'm sure we're gonna have another episode about that yeah um stay tuned for that one but I'm just saying you know we were unsure about how we're gonna maintain a relationship how the future is gonna unfold and but here we are. We are here after one year uh, presenting you this little show that we had, which is very, very precious to us. And we really yes. hope the spark can be carried on in all different format um, because everything start with a spark and everything, every bigger thing, major thing starts from a little com- small little conversation.
1: That's right. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. that, And there was a moment like that night we both turned to each other and we said, we should write a book. We should do something. And it was like, it was immediate. And we both said it. And then we got to talk, like we got to talking more and more. We kept in touch, like all this time, like after we met, we just we knew that that had to, this conversation couldn't end in China. It had to continue. And we thought that other people could really find a lot of value from our conversations. And so then we got to talking and we said, well, what if, you know, if not a book, why don't we, why don't we just extend this conversation? Why don't we talk to each other continuously? And let's let other people listen to that conversation. Let's let them join in. And so you're right. Absolutely. I love how Amy put it. Everything starts with a spark. And and this definitely started with a spark. And we hope that we can spark something in each of you as our listeners to open up conversations in your own circles, not only um, maybe even about culture ex- cultural exchanges or anything like that, but just having conversations, opening up dialogue and of course, we hope that this podcast, you know, maybe someday we will have a book, but we hope that this podcast will be also a platform and a way for us to talk to other people, too, and have other conversations. And um, Yeah. Yeah, we just we want this to be a place where ideas and cultures can be explained, where the unknown can be made into the known and a place where everyone leaves having learned at least one new thing either about themselves or another person, a culture or an idea and walk away feeling how Amy and I felt after that first night. Yeah, because I believe the, I believe that
0: there is every person, every individual is different and I came from Chinese culture, but it doesn't mean that every single Chinese person is the same. So as Meg, she's not, like just representing every American, but there's an integral part of us that, um, that click and creates the spark. And then we believe that the spark is there and it's our, I it's our hope. And it's also the purpose of this podcast to bring out the sparks that exist in everyone's heart. Um, And that sounds really deep. But you will get a better sense of it in the later episode, um, mm. in the different topics that we are going to cover. So let's bring it up to the surface level.
1: Thank you so much for you following us and listening to us. Yes, thank you so much. It means a lot. And we're really excited to see where this journey takes us. Thank you so
0: much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with a friend who you think might like it
1: too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Spark underscore podcast, Facebook at the Spark, Twitter at this is the Spark, WeChat at the Spark Podcast, and YouTube at the Spark Podcast. See you there.